You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to our Faith Roots podcast. We're talking about turning curses into blessings, and here's this great scripture. Memorize it, please. I think it'll be a great blessing to you. Nehemiah 13, 2, how be it, our God turned the curse into a blessing. Uh, that should be a theme of your life because it was a theme of Abraham's life and a theme of the covenant life that we see ever after Abraham. The Abrahamic blessing was not just for him. It was passed on to his family. We see it upon Isaac, and then we see it later uh, in Jacob. And this is a prophetic pronouncement. Isaac gave this to Jacob in Genesis 27, 29. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Now that is exactly what God said to Abraham directly in Genesis 12, 3. Now, God didn't say it directly to Jacob, but he didn't have to. It was up to Isaac to pass this on. And so we don't see God saying this again audibly because it was enough that he said it once to Abraham. Now, this is important because so much of the time we think that when we read about these covenants, uh, like, for instance, God said to Joshua, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall have good success. Now, you read that verse, and I've read commentaries on it, which say that Joshua is the only man in the Bible that God promised success to. Are you kidding me? Do you not think that what God said to Joshua cannot be applied to us, at least in general principle, that success can't come upon us if we follow what God told Joshua to do? There are these extreme literalists that think that these promises belong only to the particular person who received them. You can see it here in Genesis that uh, in chapter 27, verse 29, that what God said to Abraham, I will bless them who bless you, curse them who curse you. Uh, you can see that God carried that on through, but it was Isaac who spoke it and passed it down to a new generation. So this was a prophetic pronouncement. Here's another interesting thing. When Isaac did this, he did not realize he was saying this to Jacob. He thought he was saying this to Esau. His eyes were dim. He couldn't see well. He relied heavily on his hearing and his smelling. And uh, God had said to Rebekah, Isaac's wife, that the elder son would serve the younger and she was especially drawn to Jacob because of that. And Jacob was more suited to carry the leadership of the blessing on the family and have a heart for God. He wasn't perfect, but he was the one that God had chosen. But they were not truthful with Isaac, didn't share that with him, so they resorted to deception in order to get Isaac to lay his hands on Jacob and give up the birthright. 
Now, as Isaac laid his hands on Jacob, he begins to prophesy and he speaks blessing on him by the Spirit of God. Now, this is fascinating to me. God knows that it's not Esau under Jacob's or under Isaac's hands. God knows that, but he didn't stop it because he did want Jacob to receive the blessing. Didn't necessarily approve of it the way it was done, but what I want you to realize that he didn't stop Isaac from prophesying this blessing to Jacob. So this has all the markings of divine approval. God approved in general that Jacob was the one to get the blessing. Now, as Jacob leaves Isaac and Rebekah, his mother, and flees to the land of his uncle, his mother's family, as he goes to this place, he is fleeing from Esau because Esau is a mighty man, and Esau has sworn to kill him. Jacob was not favored with positive circumstances, even though he had gotten this blessing. When Jacob fled toward this place called Haran, or sometimes it's Padan Aram, uh, God confirmed this blessing to him in Genesis chapter 28. Let me read it to you. Then Jacob dreamed, and behold, a ladder, or a staircase, I believe, was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it, starting on earth, going up, and then coming back down. I think that's instructive to us. It means that the blessing of God that we experience in our lives begins here on the earth, and it begins with something that we show in our hearts. Faith releases that blessing. So the angels went up and came back down. Uh, but oh, the Lord stood above this ladder staircase and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and the east and the north and the south, and in you and in your seed." All the families of the earth will be blessed. Behold, I'm with you. I will keep you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. So he had this amazing promise from God. But even then, he didn't have perfect circumstances all the time. He arrived in Padan Aram and now, even though he's a blessed man and even though God favored him, he still is bound by spiritual law. And that is whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Because he had deceived his father, he himself was deceived by his unscrupulous father-in-law. He agreed to work because he had no money for a dowry. He agreed to work for seven years to get Rachel as his wife. When he woke up the morning after his wedding feast, he realized that when it was time to go into the bedchamber, the father had substituted Leah for Rachel. Now all of the partying celebration out in the open, Rachel was the one in the place with Jacob. But when it was time to go to a place where he couldn't see, uh, he was totally deceived. He wakes up the next morning and realizes he's married the oldest daughter. He goes and protests to Laban. Laban says, we have a custom. And he didn't want to tell Jacob about that, but the oldest daughter had to be married first. So what does he do? He says, I'll let you have the younger daughter as well if you work for her for seven years. 
Now, uh, certain chronological timelines in Scripture show us that he got his wives immediately. He was obligated to work it off, and so he got his wives on credit. He worked 14 years uh, for the two wives, but he took them instantly. And so what we see is that there is a, uh, a curse that came upon uh, Jacob to some extent, uh, bad circumstances because of things he had allowed. But nonetheless, the overriding blessing of God was on him. So he did experience some negative things. So just because you're the seed of Abraham and you claim the covenant rights and privileges, that does not mean that you are freed from operating in spiritual law. You still have a responsibility to operate in spiritual law. And on top of that, don't be surprised if you don't have some difficult circumstances here and there. All right, Genesis chapter 31 we read beginning in verse 1. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's sons. And here's what's happened. Jacob had an agreement with his father-in-law to work for flocks. And it was a six-year agreement. The two daughters that he worked for were seven and seven, 14 years. Now he is working to build up his own wealth. And the agreement that he had was he got all the ring-strake, speckled, spotted offspring of the goats and sheep. In the beginning, most of the goats and sheep were solid colors. But as God began to bless Jacob, they began to turn out more and more spotted. So let's go to this. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's sons saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and from what was our father's, he has acquired all this wealth. Now that was nothing but the blessing of God. Uh, you know, there's a story here about how Jacob tried to manipulate the breeding, but the point that I want to make here is it was really the hand of God on him that allowed him to gain all these animals. God caused the cattle uh, to begin to have spotted offspring. Uh, Jacob saw the countenance of Laban, and indeed it was not favorable toward him as before. He could see things were coming to a head. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock, and he said to them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not favorable toward me as it was before. Uh, but the God of my father has been with me. He said, Laban, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I jumped ahead here. And he said, and you know that with all my might I've served your father, yet your father has deceived me and changed my way just ten times. But God did not allow him to hurt me. If he said thus, the speckled shall be your wages, then all the flocks bore speckled. If he said thus, the streaked shall be your wages, then all the flocks bore streaked. So God has taken away the livestock of your father and has given them to me. And it happened at the time when the flocks conceived that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were streaked and speckled and gray spotted. And the angel of God spoke to me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, Here I am. And he said, Lift up your eyes now and see all the rams which leap on the flocks are streaked and speckled and gray spotted, for I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. I am the God of Bethel. This is where he'd had the dream and vision that God would bless him first. 
where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now arise, get out of this land and return to the land of your family. So even though he was working for a crook, God worked for him. What I want you to see in all this, this covenant that you and I have been called to is so potent that even when we are working with unscrupulous people, in the end, things turn out much better for us. That is uh, the way it worked. Now, Jacob leaves. When he leaves, Laban comes after him. And on the trip toward Jacob, God speaks to, Je to Laban. Genesis 31, 24. But God had come to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night and said to him, Be careful that you speak to Jacob neither good or bad. So what I want you to see from all of this is that God was working and he worked even to the point of restraining Laban from doing something awful to Jacob and his wives and children. God protected him, and God will intervene for you. Listen to this passage, and I think it's a very important scripture. You ought to remember it. Isaiah 54, 17, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Jacob certainly didn't uh, have favor from God because of his own perfections, but his favor was based upon the promise that was made to his grandfather. You and I are still living in blessing today because of the promise that God made to Abraham. How be it our God turned the curse into a blessing. We'll pick up here tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.